Craig, we good? Uh, good morning, good evening, good uh, 846, whenever you're listening, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you. You're listening to Shooting the Sheet Podcast. I'm Smelly. I'm Tarpot. And I'm Skiv. And sitting next to me is our executive producer, the man with the plan, Craig. So today is the first, the premiere, the pilot, the quintessential episode of our debut into this new world that we, uh, we as a collective group decided to dabble into. Shooting this shit is exactly how it sounds like. We will be talking about who knows what, when, where, who knows, and all tangents are accepted. Nay, welcome. There are no's or regulations thus far. Everything is on the table and nothing is off limits. We've got a lot of good content for you today. And are super stoked to bring you the first one. Introductions. All right. So I am Adam Skiv Shavink. Uh, I'm born and raised in Illinois, and I went to school up in Wisconsin. So, as is that, I am a Packers fan, a Badgers fan, Roll Badge, and a Chicago Cubs fan. Uh, as for the NHL and NBA, I do not have any true allegiance, but I will loosely support those Chicago teams this year. I'm Kyle Smelly Nelson, also born and raised from Chicago, but I have no allegiance to any Chicago teams. Go Ravens, go Bolts, go Purdue, boiler up. Follow me on my socials at knelly85. My name's Tarpot, Tarun Thanker, Tarpot372, all the socials, Pats fan, OKC fan, uh, light Cardinals fan only because of Melissa. Um, speaking of Twitter, we were giving out Twitters, right? Let's go to uh, Tweet of the Week. I'll lead us off here. My Tweet of the Week, quite the thriller. Joakim Noah just coming out here with some outrageous takes, hot and early starting off the episode. He was on a podcast with Zach Lowe called The Low Post, and he comes out and he's talking about the Derrick Rose injury. And he goes, there are moments in your life where you just know when it happened, you know exactly what you were doing. You knew exactly where you were, and I, that's what I found out that there had tore his ACL. Like, I remember the smells. I remember who I was with. I remember where. I remember everything. Almost the same feeling. I had the same feeling of when I saw the plane hit the tower. This man thought he could compare Derrick Rose's ACL <laughs> to one of the most egregious events in the United States history. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the tweet of the week, then I don't know what is. <laughs> See, is I think real? I think Joakim Noah is at the stage of his life where he's kind of out of the news, and he's had about five years since he made like a basketball relevant play. So his way to get back into the media was to just pull the craziest take out of left field that he could think of, and I think he really succeeded in that. That was that was ridiculous. I, that's just an absurd. That's an absurd statement from anyone. Yeah, I mean, de- definitely unexpected, out of the blue. I don't know what else to say other than tweet needed to be deleted. Kid should be banned from podcast overall. Honestly, like nobody can let that guy back on the. Do you have any opinions on Mr. Noah's Joakim, take here? Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah is an all-time great Chicago Bull put his jersey in the rafters. I mean, honestly, the first time I saw Joakim Noah, I really thought he was Michael Jordan. He was so good, bro. He's that good. That's crazy. I can't believe he 
I can't believe he would uh, relate that to 9-11. All-time great, though. All-time great poll. That's really all I have to say. Anybody else? What do we got on the tweets of the week? I know you had – Skiv, I know your Twitter feed's wild. You had to have found something deep, dirty, grimy. I don't know. Give it to me. Yeah, so um, I do spend more time than I would like to admit on the Bluebird app. Um, so this week, I was actually lucky enough to find a tweet that was deleted uh, only two minutes after it was tweeted because of how ridiculous it was. So it was a little bit of a backstory for it. Um, Mr. Elon Musk tweeted that he was thinking of starting a university uh, called the Texas Institute of Technology and Science. And uh, a lot of schools like to use abbreviations. And I don't know what you know about the Texas Institute of Technology and Science, but you you can do the math there and get what that one spells out for you regardless. So uh, the mayor of the city of Miami, Mayor Francis Suarez, tweets at Elon Musk saying, start the university in Miami. And this guy clearly could not piece together that Mr. Musk was proposing to start a school called Tits. And within seconds, the tweets deleted. This guy, this guy literally thought he was a presidential candidate. <laughs> and I think he pretty much took himself out of the race at this point. So I don't know if you guys have any opinions on how Mr. Francis was acting that day or thinking, but I don't know. He might have had a little bit of an early start to know not November. Can you really blame the guy? I mean, please tell me what 18-year-old boy looking to go to school doesn't want to go to Tits University. It's an absolute killer name. I'm applying right now. If I had to go back to school, no doubt in my mind. Fuck Purdue. We're going to tits you all day. There's never tits Purdue. You, I like it. Always I tits. Like that. That's awesome. That's electric. There's no way that there's no way that this guy's actually running for whatever office, right? Is that real? Yeah, he he is um he's a Republican and he heavily considering a 2024 presidential campaign. Well, while he's heavily considering that, I'm heavily considering quitting EY and uh, going back to school at TITSU. Yeah, no doubt, Mayor Suarez. You got my vote, dog. You make TITSU happen, <laughs> I'm voting for you. Five years, Bama and TITSU are going to be in the college football playoff final. And TITS are going to be favored. Right next to the UConn and uh, the uh, University of Massachusetts Bowl. Yeah. The Cum Bowl. It's minus a million. <laughs> Cum Bowl and the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Arpa, what else you got? I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't have that. I don't have that electric of a tweet. I've got – I just saw one of the coolest things I had seen all week on Twitter was definitely – uh, Bleacher Report, Gridiron. They tweeted a graphic of uh, the conversation CD and Amari had before Amari had that game-winning TD over uh, the Vikings. But CD looks at Amari Cooper and says, Yo, Coop, you want me to get this? You want to let me get this? Cooper looks back at him and says, Hell no. Nah. He tries to sue my touchdown. <laughs> I think I think that's goofy. I, I really like that. You know what? That's the kind of guy I want on my roster. I want CD Lamb. I want, I want a guy who's going to look at 
the next best receiver on his team, the one B, however you want to organize it. I want him to look at him and say, hey, I'm better than you. You are washed up. Let me get this TD. Now, see, I, I don't know if I'm reading into this too far, but if my memory doesn't fail me, Amari Cooper was a Bama boy. And a couple years ago, when Bama had those four studs, they would do rock, paper, scissors, or who was going to run the go route. So what I'm seeing here is that Lamb saying that he wished he would have gone to Bama instead of Oklahoma. So I think because of that quote, we can put the gun chain on OU. <laughs> shout out OU. Shout out, uh, yeah, that's you. Shout out Titsu, right? Eddie Lamb <laughs> I mean, can you blame him? I'd go. <laughs> On the topic of football, I mean, Skip, you're a Packers fan. Let's hear this Packers recap. What are your thoughts on their performance last week? All right, well, we'll do a we'll do a more of a whole season overlook so far. Obviously, week one went down to Jacksonville Dog to play against shit. the Saints because there was a a natural disaster, both on the field and on the coast of America. So we went 0-1. Since then, we're our seven straight wins. So we're up to 7-1, best record in the league, best team in the league, debate me, I don't care. Um, last week, we walk into Arizona. Tyler Murray came into that game standing 5'10", and I'm pretty sure he's barely 5 feet tall now. Um, we didn't have uh, MVS. We didn't have Devante. We didn't have Alan Lazard. And uh, we're getting all three of those boys back this week. Some Aaron Zadarius could be coming back sometime soon as well. And David Bakhtiari is also activated off the IR. So things are looking up for us. I know uh, December 19th, we got a football game out in Baltimore. And I'll let you hit on that. But I don't even know if it's going to be worth watching at this rate. I mean, Lamar Jackson might run for negative yards on us. We're that good this year. Ravens offense might as well be the IR squad. But well, that's that's another thing you can talk about in a little bit. But yeah, so we're we're seven and one. Uh we got the Chiefs on the road next week. And uh based on recent performance, I think Patrick Mahomes is guaranteed to throw two plus picks in that game, so I like our odds. I think I think realistically probably on the season twelve or thirteen wins just based on the schedule, and I think we get a nice little three seed in the playoffs. You think Aaron Rodgers anti revenge tour against the Packers comes back into play at all? Not going to lie, drafted Aaron Rodgers in two fantasy leagues. He comes out week one with what, like a 1.2 performance? You can't tell me this guy wasn't having a revenge tour on the Packers for not getting him at receiver. He was going to tank and then realized he has too big of an ego and couldn't do it. But up until week one, he was fully sold on going 0-18 for the Packers. And I have no doubt in my mind that that was his point. I don't know if he got bribed. Maybe Lafleur threw him some cash. Maybe Devontae got him a nice little chain or something. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he was on sell mode hard. The thing with Aaron is he's arguably the most bipolar human, not only in the league, but on planet Earth. So maybe just after week one, uh, maybe his family called him. You know, maybe, maybe some old flame sparked a new fire. Maybe he's a new guy, turned over a new leaf. You never know. But I think... I think now he's kind of committed to the cause again. And then the Packers are sitting pretty right now. I'm happy where we're at. It's always good when you can look at the rest of the teams in your division and two of them are the Bears and the Lions. 
I want to I want to bring up uh, the Packers run game. I feel like no one's talked about Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Like, come on now, these guys rush for what six hundred yards against the Cards? Weren't they like the number two rushing defense in the league? I don't care if you lost JJ Watt, you let up six hundred yards in prime time. Like, come on now. You, you can't still just don't let that go. You still don't give the That's ball to AJ Dillon on the one yard line, though. I mean, what's the deal with that? Buddy, buddy's gaining oh, what yeah. two point five yards per carry minimum after contact, and you're not going to give him the ball on the one yard line. Seems kind of like a coaching error. Maybe a little flashback to the Seahawks Marshawn incident coming up. I, that did get washed. That did get pushed under the rug after uh, AJ Green kind of bailed the Packers out there, like. Don't forget, that was a good point, Smiley. Don't forget, Matt LaFleur decided to throw the ball four times instead of get the ball into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, to, if, uh, if A.J. Green sure didn't decide to retire mid-game, I mean, Cardinals <laughs> maybe win that game. You're looking back and questioning why the Packers still didn't run the ball at yeah, all. My theory is that by the fourth quarter, Kyler Murray was four foot five, and A.J. Green actually looked over before the play and couldn't even see Kyler, so he thought that it was just a run play. <laughs> I just think I just think that that Packers team every year is one of the if not the best regular season teams and uh somehow some way they just find a way to to not get to the chip like what's up with that there you think they you think that they actually got a shot here or is it another one of those NFC title burnouts Well you see that's the issue this year is the NFC is just so top heavy that competing in those playoffs is going to be just as hard as a fan as a player. Like I'm going to have to wake up on Saturday or Sunday mornings, and it's going to be a whole day activity. I'm going to have to get the tomahawk bone going. You know, it's going to be a bunch of celebrations, and I'm going to have to root harder then than I did in the Super Bowl back in Super Bowl 45. It's going to be a absolute We're- Last night when uh, last night when we were in our production meeting, did you uh, you brought up that the Chiefs were still favorites against the Pack? Is that real? Yeah, next week you're on the road, and as of right now, I'm looking at the line. The Chiefs are minus two and a half points, and I don't know if I've been watching a different league than the people who make those lines this year, but something feels a little off. What you're telling me is I should bet my entire house on the Packers plus two and a half. Responsibly. Hey, responsibly. Hey, hey, responsibly. Responsibly. Yeah, responsibly. I mean, we, we only responsibly place money in spots that we want to, but if I was a betting man, which I am, I'm putting a lot of money on that. Responsibly. Res- responsibly. Talking about yeah, irresponsibly placed bets. Tarpot, we had, a, we had a little wager preseason two on your Patriots. What was that? Over nine and a half. Well, what are you? Over nine and a half wins on the season. You hammered the over. I don't think the under could be any more free. What are you? Th- what are your thoughts? Are we turning the season around? What are you guys sitting at? Like four and four right now. Well, well. First off, let's just let's just let's just do a little recap on the season, right? We're four and four with our only wins prior to this weekend being against the Jets twice and the Texans in a barn burner, unfortunately. But then we. Go into SoFi Stadium after the Chargers had lost week six. After the Chargers coming off of a bye at home. And we just curb stomped them 
honestly, like if you were watching the same game as I was, that should have been like a fifty-eight to two final. Refs bailed him out. Actually, just kidding. Mac Jones played horrific. There was actually a wild no uh, unnecessary roughness when I don't know if you guys saw the yeah smelly you did for sure when uh, Mac Jones got sacked on a dead play by Jeremy Tillery and then he starts doing the fucking money shake sign looking all at all at the Pats O line like that was nuts the. That was crazy that that wasn't a flag. He doesn't get that veteran QB privilege yet. He doesn't have the Rodgers, the Brady's, where if you fucking breathe on him, you just get the instant flag. I don't give a fuck, dude. He's he's the play was dead tense. He was deaf. He had he had to have been Helen Keller. Had to have been Helen Keller playing instead of Jeremy Tillery. There's no way you don't hear that. Mac doesn't even do anything. He's just standing up with the ball. Obviously, he's not doing shit. That was crazy. But I digress. Pats lost by one to the Dolphins. Damon Harris fumble. That was early in the season. Tough. Pats lost by about two yards on a field goal. In prime time, Tom Brady came back. That was a moral victory. That was a, we're looking pretty good for the next 20 years. And then we lost to the Cowboys in OT. Realistically, this team should be 7-1. and one. Um, uh, that's seven and one, two more games, three more games gets me the over, but Kyle unbiased, like unbiased. I'll put all my fanhood away unbiased. I think rest of the season, we go 13 and four. There's not a single team we lose to. We beat the bills twice. We beat the dolphins again, or not again. We beat the dolphins when we play them this week coming up. Uh, who do we play? We play the Washington football team. I think it's a Washington football team. We route them. No big deal. I'm not worried about it. Pats by a million, 13 and four. That's just to that's be clear. You said unbiased. Yeah. Okay. Unbiased. Opinion, no, I, just, I just want to make sure. Okay. Just to no, be, I, just to be clear. You also play the Panthers this week. You got Panthers, Browns, Falcons, oh! Titans, Bills, Colts. I mean, looking at that, you're looking, you're looking at maybe what? Three wins. You scrape by the Panthers. Wipe the Falcons. You're definitely dropping a game to the Browns. I mean, you're losing to the Titans, too. Tannehill's going crazy. A.J. Brown probably 250 yards receiving. Julio, another 150 on top of that. By December 6th, you play the Bills. Josh Allen's going to be in playoff form. That's not looking like a W for you either. And then you got you got the Colts, who potentially one of the most underrated teams in the league. We'll get into that a little bit more. But well, I don't know. You Play the Colts, you probably lose that, and you play the Bills. Now you're looking at a four Bills again. That's a four game losing streak potentially. How are you getting nine win, nine and a half wins on the rest of the season? Hey, Smiley, Smiley, let me let me just cut you off real quick. Um, in Bill, we trust. That's that's, that's all you got to worry about. Sam Darnold free. I don't care who comes up, whoever lines up across the Pats on either side of the ball. They just should just leave the field because it's game over. We might not lose another game. We might. I don't want to say it. We might end up winning the AFC. I'm not going to say we beat the NFC. We might win the whole damn AFC. That's how good we are this year. So unbiased again. But um, you're not even making it through the Ravens in the AFC, and it's just really not. It's just not going to be close. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's hear a little bit about you, Ravens. Then they get their backs blown out by the Bengals, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase kind of did us dirty, but it, it happens. You can't win every game. The Ravens are banged up. I mean. Probably a trap game. Ravens are looking ahead in the schedule. We kind of daddy the Bengals every single year. So 
it, it's an understandable loss. Joey B played great. Got to give props where props are due. But really, the highlight of the season for the Ravens comes before the season even starts, extending the, the preseason win record 20 games. That's about all we got going for us going into the season. We lose like, what, six players due to knee injuries. We got to get some new, cra- new grass on the practice field. We lose J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill, J- uh, Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters, and a whole fucking list more of people that I can't even think of off the top of my head. But I'm pretty sure the Ravens got the most players on the IR in the league right now. But, I mean, going back to week one, we lose to the Raiders in OT. It's a tough loss. First game of the season. Everyone's banged up. Happens. Week two, we come in. We beat the Chiefs. Lamar looks like a quarterback crazy i mean it's nuts to think a running back could throw for 400 plus yards come in the lions we barely scrape past the lines but tucker's the goat i mean 65 yards goat i mean the man's right leg needs to be in the hall of fame and nothing it's just just that simple i mean week four kill the broncos scrape by a lucky play against the colts in week five honestly probably should have lost that game might have been a backwards pass or a backwards lateral. Might have been a forwards pass. Refs decided it was forwards, so we'll take the win there. Absolutely <laughs> molly Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Then got coming, and then we got waxed by the Bengals. We'll just move on from that. And a bye week last week. I wish I could say we made some good moves in the off or like in during the season or during the trade deadline, but not not a whole lot exciting to look forward to. And I mean. The rest of the schedule just looks so free, though. I'm looking at it. We got Vikings win, Dolphins win, Bears probably beat them by a million. It's just not going to be close. Split with the Bears. Before I don't mean to cut you off, the Bears might be the worst team in the league easily, and that that they are awful. So, if I remember correctly, last year in a game, Lamar Jackson left to take a shit. And then came back, and you guys won that game, right? Yeah, I mean, he needed so, a pregame dumpy. The fact that he got a whole week to poop this previous week means that whoever you play this upcoming week should just not show up because post poop Lamar Jackson might be the best football player. Yeah, I mean, he's had seven days to get all his dumpies out. Like the Vikings defense is just going to get absolutely waxed. I, I have nothing else to say on that game. It shouldn't even be close. I don't know what the line is, but. I'm ha- hammering Ravens money line, Ravens spread, Ravens over, responsibly. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, looking at the rest of the season, I, we beat the Steelers twice. That's free. Hopefully we beat the Bengals December 26th. December 19th, we got a great game against the Packers, like Skip mentioned. Looking forward to that. We still need to hit that game. I mean, I think we should buy tickets and go hit it. In Baltimore, right? Yeah, in Green Bay, in Baltimore, it's, it's quite the pricey trip. So yeah, let's get rowdy. That off there. Let's get rowdy. <laughs> I mean, come on, M and T Bank goes hard. Like, check right. out some we'll Ravens cheerleaders, Skip. You can get down with it. We'll, I know you can. We'll get to that, but for the sake of time, let's uh, move on to our next segment here and start talking about the most overrated most underrated and most average team in the NFL. Uh, Tarun, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I, uh, I'd, I'd be happy to. I've got my most overrated team as the Bills, the Bills Mafia. They are 5-2. and two. I, I want to make sure that I make this point. They're 5-2. and two. 
They're first in the league defensively. Overall, total points allowed. They're the first defense when it comes to uh, passing yards allowed. They're the seventh-ranked defense with rushing yards allowed. <laughs> I might have flipped the two rushing and passing yards. I, I, whatever. Let's just talk about who they played. I mean, they come in week one, lose to the Steelers. They right. That's that's where I, that's why I'm getting to. Tough. They, they lost to the Steelers. Then they destroyed they the, the Finns, though. They beat them thirty-five. Shit. I don't. I don't care. The Dolphins are one in seven. Poverty franchise. If I was a fan of the Dolphins, I would not be a fan of the Dolphins. I would choose to do. I would watch hockey. And you guys both know how much I hate hockey. I would watch hockey before I was a Dolphins fan. That team is dog shit. Brian Flores has lost the locker room. The Bills beat Miles Gaskin and what's his name? The quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa. He he doesn't even have a hip, dude. Like, there's no way that you're going to tell me that the Dolphins are good, right? They beat the Dolphins twice. That's two of their wins. They beat the Washington football team. Antonio Gibson, he's got no shin. I don't know what's going on over there. I haven't been a lot of. A lot of fantasy leagues. Beat Washington. They beat uh, Houston 44 to nothing. General Mills couldn't do anything, but that's that's okay. And then, oh, yeah, their best win was the Chiefs, who barely got by the Giants. You can call them overrated, though. They're, they've pretty much beat every team they're supposed to beat, and their only bad loss is really the Steelers. They lost to the Titans, but Tractor Cito did his thing. Derek Henry. Right, so here's here's why here's why they're overrated. First off, don't ever question. Don't ever question me saying that they're overrated. They are my overrated team, okay? I think that they're overrated because they're currently the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I checked that out before uh before we started here today. They're plus 500 to win the Super Bowl. Now, if you're a betting man, that is honestly a decent bet because you can hedge out. However, there is no chance in hell that if the Bills go to the Super Bowl, that they win it. One. Two, the rest of the season, they might they might win every game. I, I don't know if you guys have looked at their schedule. They play dog shit teams left and right. They might not lose another game the rest of the season. Looking at the schedule right now, we got Jags, Jets, free, Colts, free, Saints without free, a quarterback, Pats, Dopery. Bucks, they probably they might lose to the Bucks December twelfth. I mean Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Then you got Panthers, Pats again, Falcons, and Jets. I mean, I if they split with the Patriots and lose to the Bucks, I really only see them losing two more games the rest of the season. What's that put them at? Fourteen and four. I don't know if you can call a fourteen and four team overrated. We we kind of just got to see their performance in the playoffs at that point. Right. So you'll put them at the one seed, the two seed, and the AFC, and that's all fine and good. They're going to rest their starters against the Jets, Jets week seventeen or eighteen, however shakes out. They rest in week 18. They get the bye. They come out and they come out slow. And we all know what football is like in January, February, December, whenever playoff games happen. They'll come out slow and they won't win a game. They might not even get to the AFC Championship game. The Pats will beat them in the playoffs if they run into each other. That's my take on them. That's that's literally all I have to say about the most overrated team. The Bills, everyone's saying they're a wagon. They're not a wagon. They haven't played shit. They don't know shit about fuck. That's all I have to say about it. All right. We'll move on to the most average team in the NFL. And I did a lot of research here, and I think that I really hit the nail on the head. So we'll see if you guys agree with this. But 
I'm going to say the most average NFL team that we have currently is the Minnesota Vikings. Now let me state my case here. Kirk Cousins has games where he looks like the greatest quarterback ever, and then he has games where he looks like Kirk Cousins. Delvin Cook could be Barry Sanders, but he only plays half the time. And along with him being injured, you have their stars on defense, Daniil Hunter and Harrison Smith, who can't even find their way onto a football field. Along with that, they are blessed with the situation to make them look like the most average team. They play the Packers twice a year, which are two guaranteed losses, and they play the Lions twice a year, which are two guaranteed wins most of the time. And those two teams are on the complete spectrum, the ends of the spectrum. Like the Packers are cream of the crop. The Lions are trying to get a number one draft pick. So playing those teams every year allows them to be just absolutely mediocre. And that's where they sit right now. I also think that their uniforms make them more average than they would be if they had a different color scheme. The purple, white, and yellow are just so bad. They look like absolute clowns every single week. And because of that, they don't know how to perform. And also, I did some more research on their stats. They have punted the exact same amount of times as their opponents this year through seven games. So it's pretty much like Big Ten football. They're just kicking the ball back and forth to each other, trying to match each other's move, and that sounds pretty average. And the one final point that I want to make is, with their 3-4 and four record, they have a plus 6-point differential. So they're essentially just riding the wave of mediocrity throughout this season. I wish I could debate you and say they weren't the most average team, but hearing that, you've kind of convinced me. The thing is, is they have all the except a quarterback. Kirk Cousins wasn't on that team, easily a playoff contender, and a free bid for the wild card. Maybe they don't win the division, but at a minimum, they're picking up a wild card spot with probably 25 other quarterbacks in the league. It's just so Yeah, so the one other thing that I realized is that they have a really good coach in Mike Zimmer, but his glasses sit so far down his nose that he can't actually see what's going on on the field. So because of that, he's done also just average because he can hear what's happening, but he can't see it. <laughs> I think uh, my only problem with it is that Kirk Cousins is definitely a guy, though. He's, he's, he's meh. He's average, but it's like, you can't you can't just say that they aren't gonna make a wild card team without or like with him. I think they I think they are. I haven't looked at the schedule at all, but NFC, who you got? Cards, Rams, Packers, Cowboys, and then the drop off is huge. Like there's no one else I'm scared of in the NFC. I think they're I think they're kind of a shoe in to a wild card game. Okay, so my question for you is you say Kirk Cousins is a guy. But is he the guy? Because what is Kirk Cousins doing this season that Case Keenum did do three seasons ago? That's the, and I'm not weapons. I'm not disagreeing with your take. They are definitely the most average team in the league. You could put Kirk Cousins in, and you can put Case Keenum in. You can put Baker Mayfield in. You can put Ryan Tannehill in. They're all the same. They're all the same quarterback. Is what I'm trying to get at. 
Yeah, I guess my only debate to the most average team would have to be the Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs are my most average team right now. They probably got the best offense in the league and the worst defense in the league. Other than that, I mean, you average that out, that puts them at 16 right there. I don't know what gets more average than that. Your offense can only win you so many. Yeah, I don't know. Vikings, Vikings definitely a good pick for most average team. I think the Chiefs would have won the most average team, but because Mahomes walks with his head just a little slanted, they're a little worse than average. If he walked upright, they'd be the most average team, but that little 30-degree angle that he tries to stretch his neck out with every time puts them like at like 499. All right, let's move it into the, my team now, my most underrated team. And this, this pains me to say because after four years of being at Purdue, I could not have dogged on the Colts any, any harder than I possibly did. Week after week, slander after slander after slander. But Jonathan Taylor is looking absolutely elite. Dude's a top three running back in the league. He's second in the league in yards. Soon to be first now that Derrick Henry's gone. I mean, Nick Chubb's really his only competition there. The defense is holding teams to 21 points a game. I mean, you you can win games with your defense only score only holding them to 21. So the offense has to pick it up. I think Carson Wentz can really turn things around. The offensive line's going to get healthier with with Quentin Nelson coming back pretty soon. I don't know. I think people are sleeping on on the Colts, and that division is not really that threatening now either without Derrick Henry. You got Jags and Texans who are insta losses. That's four free wins a year. And now they got to play the Titans in a couple weeks without Derrick Henry. I mean, they're going to be chilling there. Upcoming games on their schedule, they got Jets, Jags, Bills, Bucks, Texans, Pats. Like, they got, they got a couple yeah. easy games. I think the Colts could really turn this around. And that hate, I hate saying that because there is nothing more enjoyable than watching the pain in Colts fans' eyes every week after Carson Wentz breaks another bone or decides to not play. Yeah. I, or decides to throw a left-handed interception almost in back-to-back weeks. Like, it's it's uncanny. He's amphibious. I mean, do with how, how, you have an amphibious quarterback. You can't get any better than that. I mean, underrated, no doubt in my mind. Colts turn the season around. Final projections. I'm giving them, like, 11 and 6, 11 and 6, right? 17-game uh, season now. I don't know. I, I they're sitting three and five right now, so they're definitely going to need to piece together a couple of wins. But I think that team is built for it. Right. Now. I want to take this moment to acknowledge that if Jonathan Taylor had returned to Wisconsin for his senior season, he would set every single all-time rushing record in college football history, and that's a product of the culture. Wisco RBU can't really debate it. RBU over Bama. All right. Hey, uh, shout, shout out, shout out, Skiv for putting me on JT Heisman. I don't think I've called him Jonathan Taylor since he, uh, since Skiv told me JT Heisman was his new nickname. Haven't... He's always been JT Heisman to me. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get off of the football topic now, and we'll we'll transition into what I like to call the start and sits of the week. And while you may think that's another sports-related topic, we're probably going to spin that off in a way you might not have anticipated. I don't know. Anyone I, want to lead off with their starts or sits? Or, uh, I mean, I'll kick yeah. us off if that's how we're going. Yeah, I mean, my sit of the week is automatically 40% marked up briskets. I don't even eat beef or pork, but I know Dan Sin's rattled about it. So, shout out, Dan Sin. Um, that's my sit of the week for you. 
I can't believe you said that, considering that Chipotle brisket was my start of the week. We got a we got a QB controversy. I've heard nothing but good news and good feedback from this brisket, other than one comment on a forty percent markup from the chicken. What is that? The chicken bowl is like six ninety nine. What's a forty percent markup? Like two dollars? Can't afford to pay two dollars to go from white meat to fucking brisket? Get out of here, Chipotle brisket. Start of the week, no doubt in my mind. But that, hey. that's not my only start of the week. I'm, I'm going to have to fucking give it to online slots. I mean, they could oh not be any God. more addicting. I'm responsibly oh losing my, my money to computer bots and Russian algorithms, and I couldn't be any happier. Online slots are a must-have every single day. Wake up, online slots. Mid-work, online slots. Watching sports? Online slots. Tell me when you can't play them. Online slots. Responsibly. Responsibly. I don't... No way that you're responsibly throwing money at online slots at 4 a.m. in the morning when you walk to go draw pictures of art polls or whatever it's called. Whatever you do. Oh, by the way, uh, just honorable mention of Sit of the Week. Sit of the week is Yara or whoever you were driving around with. Shout out. Don't even, I don't even want to get going on Yara. I'll have, we're going to need like a whole Yara episode. That, for, pe- for those that don't know, Yara is one of my coworkers that has been at my company for years longer than where I've been. And I don't think I've ever seen someone produce more dog shit work consistently than this chick overall. I'm, I'm not even going to get her going, but she's got to be the sit of the year. Any day, sit Yara, doesn't matter. But give what you got. Yeah, so my starts of the week are uh, first one is Maction. Maction Tuesdays are back starting this week, so we can look forward to those on Tuesday nights while we record. Maction is back. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, my second start of the week is the Chicago Bulls. They're currently 6-1 and one and sit on top of the entire NBA standings, something that we've never seen since Joakim Noah, and we already hit on him before, so... We'll, we'll let him do his talking. And then my last start of the week is uh, breakfast potatoes. Now I'll hit on my sit of the week. Um, I have a few. I'll start with a 3-1 to one lead in the best of seven series. Uh, I don't want to jinx anything for the Braves fans out there, but recent history says that's maybe not the best lead to have in sports. Um, I'm also going to sit percussion instruments. Uh, I'm not going to give any... Any reason hey, why we're just fuck with drums? You don't like the bongos, we're just, xylophone, like Russian instruments. This week are benched. We're not playing them. Um, we're gonna get the maracas going all week long, just because you said. I'm also gonna bench Carson Wentz's left arm, as we talked about a little bit already. And then my final sit of the week is Derrick Henry's high school football stats. Not because the stats themselves are not impressive, because they're absolutely ridiculous, but every single week. Someone tweets a picture of them and just says, I think about this all the time and gets like 20,000 likes, just absolutely recycling the same tweet over and over again. And I'm sick of it. I might actually have to block Derrick Henry and everything associated to him on Twitter because the same pasty white guy is tweeting the same thing every week. And 20,000 people are like, oh, yeah, I've never seen that before. I'll like that. And it's just I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. Derrick Henry, go back in time and switch your position. I'm done. On the bright side, 
there's no more Derrick Henry for the rest of the season. So, I mean, if you see any more of those tweets, someone's really just got a hard on for Derrick. They got to move on. Dude's done for the year, out six to ten weeks, probably looking closer to eight weeks. I mean, absolutely fantasy killer. You hate to see it. I mean, RIP to those teams that drafted him in the first round. You really just hate to see it. I uh, I got yeah, a couple also, good sits of the week, too, though. Um, My first sit of the week, dude's on OnlyFans. You can't tell me <laughs> anybody is paying for a dude's OnlyFans. Why are you producing that content? No one wants to see you slinging your schmeat around on the internet. Nobody's paying for that. And if they are, that's not the right kind of audience you want following your content in the first place. Hard sit of the week. Could be sit of the month, dudes on OnlyFans. <laughs> I just can't, I can't keep going. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. Other sits of the week. I'm, I'm surprised you went with the breakfast potatoes because I, too, have a breakfast-related sit of the week. And it's McDonald's ending their breakfast at 10.30. Who wakes up at 10.30 or before on, like, a Saturday or Sunday and you're like, oh, I'm going to go get breakfast. You look at the clock, it's 10.31. No more fucking, no more Egg McMuffins, no more sausage burritos, no hash brown. Shit's ridiculous. And my last sit of the week is MGK and Megan Fox. That has got to be one of the cringiest couples I have ever seen on the internet. And the fact that they're still together and going on interviews blows my mind. I'm pretty sure she calls him Buddha. What, what about MGK resembles Buddha? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Hey, man. Hey. Shout, shout out love. You can't, can't, can't tell me that they're not in love, bro. He is weed. Also, honorable mention for star of the week, two-ply toilet paper. Nothing special happened this week, but just the significant increase from two-ply to one-ply is way more than two times the amount of pleasure I receive in wiping. So, I mean, honorable mention, two-ply. We'll just leave it at that. That's That was... Oh, speaking of which, sorry, we got to get to our sponsorship. That uh, that set of the week was brought to... Start of the week was brought to you by uh, Paul Bunyan's Toilet Paper Company. Anyone know what the name of that was? I can't. I didn't put it down in the notes. No idea. Charmin Ultrasoft. Oh yeah, that's that's. Thank you. Shout out our Charmin Ultrasoft for sponsoring this uh, podcast. Sorry, I'll get you down in the notes next time. My uh, my real one, one big, huge, massive start of the week, or rather, sit of the week, is people who uh, who squeeze other people out. That's that's all I gotta say about Can it. Can you give an example on that? Can you define a squeeze out for those that don't know? Oh, oh my God! If you've never been a part of a squeeze out, if you've never witnessed a squeeze out, a squeeze out is essentially where you uh, you go on all different kind of uh, social medias and group chats and uh, wherever you converse with people, and you make a second group chat with a whole lot with everyone else in the group chat except for that one person. I was not a victim of a squeeze out. Let me put that, let me preface it, or I guess deficit with that. I was not part of a squeeze out, but sit of the week, people who try and squeeze, squeeze people out. Now, I know we got a few uh, hot takes for you. Skiv, do you have one? Yeah, I'll, I'll start us off with a hot take. Um, and this one, I'm going to catch some heat for this one, so get yourselves ready. But I think that cheating scandals in professional sports are actually a good thing. 
So what the Houston Astros did a couple years ago should actually be applauded and celebrated because it took people an extended period of time to really understand what they were doing when they were sitting there beating the shit out of trash cans with baseball bats and no one ever thought anything of it. I think the fact that they were able to pull that off, win the World Series, and take months for people to truly understand what had happened is actually quite admirable and something that we should maybe give them credit for. Um, when you think of cheating scandals in sports, you also think about the Patriots. And while I'm not a fan of them, I'm going to take this take and roll with the same theory. And we should actually not only give them all their Super Bowl wins, but actually give them another one because they worked so hard to spy and deflate those footballs. So Tom Brady actually now has eight rings because I'm going to give him another one for being able to shoot that well. Uh, hey, hey. Shout out uh, Extra Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a hot take. I don't know if cheating is really good for sports as a whole, though. Like, you're ruining the integrity of the game, like, unfair advantages. I'm down for cheating if everyone's allowed to cheat. The issue is when only one team is cheating, and then now they have the upper hand. If you're going to just open cheating, you might as well. It's like saying down for roids, like baseball. Cheating was cool there. Everyone was doing roids in the roid era. I'm here for it. Beating, beating garbage cans with baseball bats? I mean, unless everyone's hopping on that train, I'm anti-cheating. Roids and metal bats would bring baseball to the forefront of American sports. They would also have to push the home run fence back by about 300 feet, and it would still probably be equally as They should do roids, metal bats, and a youth softball field. um i i like that i like that take a lot um in the fact i like the roids the roids metal baseball bat take a lot as for the cheating i kind of agree with you skiff in that baseball no one knows shit about fuck about what is going on in the world series anyone who doesn't care about baseball hand up that is me has no idea the world series is even going on we're in apparently. Apparently, I'm reading. I'm reading our group text. Apparently, we're in the middle of a game, and the Braves are up six nothing in the seventh inning of oh yeah, the World Series. ESPN tweeted one time about baseball over the past how many ever weeks. That one tweet was saying that the Dodgers were eliminated last time they last time they talked about it. No one knows that baseball is going on. No one cares that baseball is going on. If you let people cheat, baseball might come back. I think your hottest take is that nobody cares about baseball. I think you're going to really piss off a couple baseball fans here. I know, I know we got some baseball listeners out there. and The fact that you just said nobody watches baseball, I don't know, man. It's, it's America's listen, game. Listen, Kyle, no one cares. It's America's favorite pastime. Why? Because it's on the TV and you just do other shit while it's going on in the background. I didn't. Did you know that there was a World Series game today? Yeah, I get I get a daily text update reminders from from our good buddy Benaz on these Braves, but other than that, oh. I mean, I don't think I've watched more than two baseball games on the air. But needless to say, I'm not a baseball fan. There are definitely some people out there watching 120 plus games. Just got to give them props, right? And 
And that's that's like that's just you're wasting your time. Baseball is a dying sport. There's no reason for it to be a sport anymore. Like we need to cancel the league as a whole. That is over. Let's just take let's just put baseball and let's put hockey and let's make all of let's put all the money in one pool, all the marketing money in one pool and let's just market the shit out of one of those sports because both of those do an awful job at branding. Yeah, I can't really disagree with you on that one. Let me uh, let me hit you with a good hot take here. Ice cream, right? Multiple ways to eat it. You got your lickers and you got your biters. My hot take is that people who lick ice cream are actually the psychos and not those that bite the ice cream. If you're a true ice cream eater, the, the first thing you want to do is dig into that bowl. You don't want to fucking milk your time licking that shit, slurping it up. like. You're trying to spoon that down. Fuck the brain freeze. You're getting that either way, licking or biting. Biting, you get the most amount of ice cream per bite most efficiently. I I mean, I I feel like I just need to leave it at that. You lick ice cream, you're a psychopath. But what about that little, like, jolt you get when the coldness of the ice cream hits your front two teeth and the world just freezes for a second like how how do you handle that i that's probably one of my bottom five feelings in life do you not brush your teeth do you have sensitive teeth or something I like do i brush feel- every day and every morning every night but maybe i just have sensitive teeth i don't know I th- that's a common thing though maybe I've- a cavity i don't know i'm personally an ice cream biter and i i don't really get that cold feeling i know what you're talking about but i feel like you just got to train your teeth maybe you should bite more ice cream and then you'd be immune maybe eat an ice cube here so here's there. A- Here's the, here's the thing about that, Kyle. Are you a smelly? Are you uh are you a big soft serve ice cream guy, or are you a big like uh, bar of ice cream, like you know one of those Kirkland bars that you get at Costco? I wish I could pick between the two, but like you're picking between two elite desserts. Does it really matter if it's a, an ice cream bar or a soft serve? I'm taking a bite out of it either way. If I get a spoon, that's, you're eating the. That's bowl. crazy. If you get if you have a bowl of ice cream. You're taking a fat scoop out of your spoon and pounding that whole thing in one bite. You're not going to take your time and lick the spoon. By default, why would you take your time and lick the ice cream bar? The, the, the time you spend licking it, your breath's heating it up, it's getting melted, and now you have more ice cream on your hands than in your mouth. You just fucking bite that shit and it's game over. Win, win-win See, for that's everybody. A, that's an awful take, and the reason is... You, it's socially acceptable to bite ice cream bars. It's actually like you're supposed to bite ice cream bars. When you're biting soft serve, I don't care if it's in a bowl or in a cone. I was talking about in a cone. But if you're biting soft serve, I'm team skiv here. Like what are, how are you, how are you biting that? I have elite teeth. I really don't know what to tell you. I don't feel the cold. You just take a chomp and swallow. Don't fucking let it sit on your teeth all day. Like get it in and get it down. The whole point of soft serve is that you kind of let it just like do its thing. You don't attack it. Soft serve. An animal. It sounds like you're soft for licking soft no, serve. You're, you're, you're psycho for saying that you don't lick soft serve cones. No. no I, I don't think I've ever licked an ice cream cone, to be honest. Cone, soft serve, bar, ice cream cake. All chomps. Chomp, chomp, chomp. That's, I I couldn't disagree with that take more. I mean, but for um, the listeners, if you disagree with me, 
drop a comment or something. I can't be the only one who exclusively bites their ice cream. There's got to be more of us out there. And that is someone I want in my friend group. I almost have to rethink my two podcast hosts here for being ice cream lickers. I, I, don't, I don't even know if we can move forward with this in the future. I mean, biting an ice cream bar is okay. That's socially acceptable. That's how you're supposed to eat it. You're not biting soft serve cone. I die, like we don't even need to get we we've talked a lot about that. My hot take for the week is Thursdays are the worst work days, worst work days of the week. And my reasoning behind it is one, it should only be four day work weeks in a week, just because I would rather work forty hours in four days than forty hours in five days. Give me a three day weekend every week. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, but the reason why it sucks so much is because you'll be working, you'll be doing your thing on Thursday, you know, thinking about the weekend, think about games on after work, think about happy hour, and then, oh, frick, you forget that you have work tomorrow as well. Now it's nice that you can work from home, but it's awful. Thursday workday, worst day of the week. I would rather go into work on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Much rather do that over a Thursday. See, the way I see it is on Thursdays, I basically just force myself into a state of delirium to the point where I don't really even comprehend what's going on around me. So it just goes straight from Wednesday to Friday for me, and there just isn't a Thursday. I just zombie my way through the day. So I can see why it would be bad if you haven't perfected that yet, but I would recommend that. You can just show up and just go through the motions. Let it be one of those days. You go straight from Wednesday to Friday. Life hack. I mean, Thursdays are almost Fridays. Fridays are good days. So almost Friday is almost a good day, but not the worst day. You can't tell me you wake up Monday morning with five days left to go in the week. And you're like, oh, wow, I fucking love Mondays. That shit's so good. I just had a whole weekend of partying and now I get to go into work on Monday for eight hours. That's so sick. Like Monday's got to be the worst day. I'm not I'm not saying that I enjoy going into work on Mondays, but I am definitely more tolerable of Mondays than I am Thursdays. Thursdays suck. You all day I like going to Skim's point, you really do just zombie through it forgetting that there's a next day. All the time at school, I know both of you guys know this. All the time at school, all the time at work, I kept on thinking, Oh, it's Friday, oh it's Friday, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, it's Friday. No, it's Thursday. Thursday, worst day. A bias worst, though. My my day. Fridays aren't real days either. I get I get short Fridays off. So I mean I'm done at two. So Thursday pretty much is the end of my week. So I look at Thursdays as a highlight. I come in on Friday. I don't do shit on Fridays. Friday is an absolute joke of a day. So Thursday's the last grind day. And once you're done grinding, I now have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to do whatever the fuck I want. I don't know. That's definitely a hot take. I don't I don't know if anyone agrees with you on that Thursday. Thursday's a great bar night. You got football on after shit to look forward to. You're making plans hey, for the hey, weekend. Hey, hey. I I never said Thursday was the worst day of the week. Worst work day. I said day. Thursday work day is the worst day of the week. I look forward to Thursdays because that means that I am one day closer to the weekend. And also I look forward to Thursday nights because of happy hours, one day closer to the weekend, and also Thursday night football. At uh, shout out, Mr. and Mrs. Nelson. Shout out.
This might be a little bit preemptive, but I would like to congratulate the Atlanta Braves on winning the 2021 World Series. They are up 7-0 on the top of the 7th, and I'm going to classify that as an insurmountable lead. Uh, congratulations to the Braves. Congratulations to Venice. I hate to be this guy, but I might responsibly take the Stroh's money line. Live line right now. Live right now. I, I'm not looking at the line, but a 7-1 line is looking like I'm getting at least plus 1,000 on some. I mean, I hit the Bulls when they were down 12, somehow managed to bet on the only Bulls loss of the season. I feel like there's no way I don't get this game six right right here. I'm taking Stroh's money line responsibly. Responsibly. All right, while you're placing that bet, we're going to move on to our final segment of the day. Uh, Tarun, feel free to take the floor. Alright, well I've actually been uh, waiting all week to tell this story. This is my favorite story. My favorite book of the week, potentially, that I have ever had. Um, wait, wait, wait. Before you board, get going in this, I think we need to explain what a wook is, too. I know there's going to be some people that know what it is, but your wook, the, the term wook comes from those crazy people you see at raves that are just so high off drugs, so gone, far out, that their actions are ridiculous. Their words are ridiculous. Everything they say is so outrageous and outlandish that you can't believe what you just saw. That's what. I, that's how I would describe a wook. So, so proceed. So yeah, I appreciate that explanation to the listeners. Uh, I I kind of define it with that plus uh, someone who doesn't abide to the social constructs of the world. Uh, I guess. I guess I would consider myself a wook numerous times, but so, so, uh, as of the past month, month or so, I have uh, been really looking forward to going to, uh, the Nino, the casino and, uh, playing some poker, you know, um, I'm a, I like to think that I'm a pretty good poker player, cash game. I don't really play the tournament so much. Um, and I, I walked through. Everything that happened, I talk out loud at the table when it's heads up, of course. Uh, recently in Cleveland, I laid down tens full of eights against aces full of eights. Uh, ended up losing 200, but that was probably the best responsibly losing 200 in a hand I have ever had in my life. I was very stoked about that. So here I am, minding my own business. I wake up with pocket twos. And it's heads up. Board comes, straighty, fleshy draw. Guy guy shoves on the turn. No big deal. I hit, oh, sorry, I guess I should mention this. I hit my set of twos. Definitely a very set, or, uh, a very fleshy, straighty board. Guy shoves on the turn. I think through everything, he raised pre-flop. I re-raised. He called. I checked the flop where I hit my set, and he raised about half pot. And at this point, I put him on either a flush draw or two pair. And then the turn comes out, and that pairs the board. So then I'm thinking, damn, he might have a boat. And I've played against this guy before, and he beat me before on set over set, responsibly for a lot of money. Responsibly, of course. So I talk through this. I take I take no longer than 45 seconds. I ended up folding face up, pocket twos, 
any shows that he had, I want to say it was nines full, something like that. So then I'm sitting there thinking, wow, that was a great fold. Guy across the table stands up and says to me, you don't need to be thinking that long. You don't need to be thinking out loud that long if you really think you're going to fold that ever. I said, everyone kind of looked at the table. Everyone looked around. I was like, what? What just happened? I looked at him and I said, I'm sorry, what? What would you say? He said, if you're just going to fold, you can just fold instant. You don't got to think about it that long. I was like, oh, (laughs) I mean, I just made a pretty good fold there. I ended up, I would have lost all my money responsibly had I called. And, of course, he's just kind of kneeling me, thinking I'm a little fish. So that's fine. (laughs) A few hands later, we get into it. I pick up queen three. Nope, I pick up queen six. He picks up queen three. Of course, I don't know what he has. And I uh, I limp in. It's like five-handed, limp in. Flop comes three, ten, three. Uh, checks around. Turn comes six. The guy with the queen three, the guy who had been bitching me out, raises. Of course, I call. I think he hit the six. Oh, well. River comes the six. So here I am sitting with the second best boat. And he he bets 45 into a pot of 100. I re-raise to 245. He insta calls. I flip over queen six. He flips over queen three. Now, uh, I ended up winning that pot. And, of course, as I'm collecting my money and tipping the dealer, I go, yeah, you probably should have thought about that out loud, eh? And that gets a nice little, you know, nice little pop Three out of plus. the table. You know, a nice little pop out of the table. Everyone starts laughing. I turn to go get some water, and he stands. He's at this point. He stood up and was walking past the dealer straight at me. And he goes, "What'd you say?" And I said, "You should have thought that one out loud, bro." Like that's all I said. Bad for bad call there. I stand up now because I'm, I'm like, well, there's no way I'm letting this guy pretend like he's bigger than me. He takes a swing at me for needling. I, di- I didn't, like, I just backed off. I, like, I saw the punch coming from a mile away. They ended up calling security, kicked them out. They gave me an extra $200 of, of free play-ish, $200 worth of chips for the troubles I went through. But that guy definitely gets my Wook of the Week award. Uh, there's no reason for you to be getting upset at someone thinking out loud. I mean, uh, I was kind of a dick for needling there. But, hey, man, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, that's a fucking crazy story. I, I've been to a couple card rooms in my lifetime, and I can honestly say that no hand won or lost have I ever seen someone try to get into a physical altercation with somebody. No doubt great look out there. I wish I could have witnessed it, and I wish it would have been on video. Uh, I mean, that's just a great story. I'm glad you didn't get clocked Dude, in I... the face because sounds like Buddy would well, beat I mean... your ass, to be honest. But I don't know. That, well, the guys, that's nuts. Guy was about guy was about six one one seventy. I've got about six hundred pounds on him. I'm not really worried about it. It's just guy's soft as shit. Hey, if you're listening out there, I don't know what your name is. You fucking suck at poker. Come find me. Uh, 
Keep needling him. Keep needling him. I hope he comes to the <laughs> podcast set and clocks you. Fight a mid episode. Yeah. I'll literally we'll we'll have to get some video recording for that next episode if that happens. But I'm I mean, keep needling this dude, man. He deserves it. I should go back to the Nino and ask for that security camera footage. That would be great, Con. <laughs> Skiv, let's hear it. What do you got for the Wook of the Week? Okay, so uh, this is this is a sad story, but it's it's in the news today. So my my uh, person this week is going to be no other than the Henry Ruggs. Um, I don't know if everyone out there has followed the news, but essentially, a 23 year old man who was making multi millions of dollars per year has drunk driven his car into another vehicle at three in the morning resulting in the loss of a life he's being charged with a ui resulting in a fatality which in under las vegas law is a minimum of two years prison with a maximum of 20 so this one incident pretty much sums up and concludes his entire career. Um, the guy would be lucky to be out of bars five years from now. And it's just really sad stuff all around. But being in his position, there's just no excuse why a guy that is making that kind of money doesn't have the common sense to just call an Uber, have a friend pick you up. You have nothing restricting you from doing that. It's really crazy. And the, the biggest part about all of this is on. November 28th of 2019, Henry Ruggs quote tweeted a tweet that says, A party night in Teen Town with a gang. Woo Chile. I pray every time I get in that red gang. Now, he quote tweets that with three laughing emojis, and the caption says, I am a very safe driver, baby love, with a heart emoji. And if there was ever a time for a bad tweet, surface i think this might just be the worst of all time so henry ruggs uh you you just gotta figure it out man and this is a bad showing all around you cemented yourself as that guy for me this week for starters you know rest that? in peace out to the family and the friends of of the man that was killed by rugs but yeah i mean i i really can't agree more not only could rugs afford an uber he could have afforded a plane ticket to his house, a helicopter, a little private jet action, a boat. This man has so much money, he could have done any other form of transportation other than that. Yeah, that's just a wook move with that much money to be drinking and driving. Career on the line, he's got, he had so much to play for and just not, look, not good looks for him at all for the future. And. At this point, I don't give a fuck about his career, honestly. it's I don't know if you guys – it actually just came out while we were recording. It was a 23-year-old, 23-year-old girl in the Toyota at, 440, at 4 a.m., whatever you want to call it. You can run it to 4. And she ended up burning to death. That is that – is un, that is unapologetically the dumbest shit you can ever do. Henry Ruggs, I the T's and P's of the family, of course. I I hope that Henry Ruggs rots in prison. That's not even a hot take. That's there is no excuse for him to be drunk drunk driving when, as you touched on, smelling, he has all that money to to spend on a fucking Uber. I don't care how far you live. 
AJ Hawk spent five hundred dollars on a cab to get from Cincinnati to Green Bay. You don't need. I I could go on and on, but that's T's and P's of family. Henry Huggs, you're fucking stupid. I hope you rot in prison. Yeah, enough of that. Moving on to a, a little bit of a of a lighter topic here. My work of the week has to go to to our very own Tarpot. I mean, it. So here here's the back background. It's Halloween Sunday. Me and Tarpot are sitting in my garage watching some football, handing out some candy to the kids. For starters, this kid comes out and he comes to me and he says, we should give candy to kids based on their effort. So already we're doing bracketed candy giveaways at the Nelson household. Crazy stuff. Kids are coming in, higher effort candy or higher effort costumes, more candy. Doesn't matter who these kids showed up with. Multiple groups, one like solo, didn't matter. You tried, you got more candy, no doubt about it. But these two little girls come up somewhere between the ages of four and six years old. They're walking around, their parents are behind them and whatnot. They come up, trick or treat, classic. We give them each a couple pieces of candy, no big deal. And Tarun decides after we give them that to say, hey, can I trick or treat from you guys? So he's looking to fiend some candy off these little girls. First chick, harshest, no. Like, no chance I'm giving you any of my candy. Like, I just fucking busted ass. I've been walking around the hood. That shit's mine. Second little girl, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, here's a, here's a piece. Reaches in her bag, pulls out a piece of candy, and hands it to him. Obviously, he declines the candy because that wasn't the intention. But after this little girl offered us candy, we each piled more candy into her bag. And the first <laughs> chick that shot her down had the most fucking pissed off face I have ever seen on a four-year-old girl. And I think you looked out on this four-year-old for no reason. You could have saved it for like some 13-year-old boys and fucked with them or something. But you decided to teach a little four-year-old girl a lesson about sharing so early on that she probably didn't even fucking learn sharing. And you you took my Wook of the Week with that solely because you met, you destroyed this little girl's day. I, I think I don't what's up? I as as I would like to give my side of the story, as her two as their four parents were sitting there watching us do that, I don't care what they think of me. I don't care what they think of you. I don't care what they think of this house. If you as a parent aren't teaching your kid the right thing, so what if this little chick's crying? Like she deserves it. The other one the other one offered me offered me candy. Like that's not something I expected. I was literally joking around. I wasn't going to do anything about it. I was just going to be a little wook about it, you know? But, hey, sharing is caring. Uh, and if you share, you get rewarded. That's what I, that's what we taught that little girl today. Or two days ago. Yeah, I mean, you definitely taught her a lesson. And I think if anybody asks her for another piece of candy... She's definitely saying yes. I mean, honestly, we should have just dumped the whole two bags of remaining candy into the giver's bag. But regardless, the point definitely got across. But I think that wraps up our first episode today, boys. Not too shabby. Um, I don't know. Any closing statements? Anybody got anything? Yeah. Uh, Craig, do you have anything to add real quick? Uh, C- Craig said he's good. So I think I think we're good there. Um. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Uh, we're going to look forward to doing this probably once a week until 
we kind of feel out how things are going and uh, we'll take any recommendations on segments, topics, questions, and answers. If you guys have anything you want to hear, just let us know and we'll happily include it. Tarun. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Craig. Thank you for setting all of this up. Shout out to all of our great sponsors. We appreciate all of you guys listening from uh, myself, Tarpot, from Smelly, from Skiv. We all say thank you. And hopefully you guys have been along with us for the entire journey. Like and comment. We're doing something cool next week. Um, and uh, you know what? We'll save that for next week. We'll, we'll save that for a little treat next week. Yeah, drop a uh, comment on anything you guys want to see. Drop a comment on who had the worst hot take, who has the worst sports takes. I mean, really anything. Let us get your feedback. Let us know what you want. We're thinking about doing some guest interviews coming up. So something to look forward to if you're interested in that. And yeah, I think that closes us out on episode one of Shooting the Sheep. Adios, boys.